Warning, self-control does not share the same views of the influencers that you see on wrestling Twitter. The comments and opinions you will hear in this episode will make you feel some kind of way. Accordingly, the umbrella must insist that you know from jump that we do not care. We at self-control must insist that you listen and make your own opinions and do not attempt to contact us on that bullshit. We will read them and laugh at you in our group chat or pre-production meetings on the phone, accordingly. That's my greatest fear, that if, if I lost control or did not have control, things would just, you know, I would be fatal. So bad. Like, they think they Steve Jobs now with these fucking, this video game commercial. You saw that shit? No, what happened? I'm out the loop, bro. I'm totally out. Yeah, I've been doing the thing, man. They got, like, apparently they did, like, some reveal on YouTube. They had, they make a game. Yeah, AW. And, like, Cody and them was all on stage dressed like um, Steve Jobs and shit. Well, I ain't see that. I, I, I was hearing something about a game like months ago. Like they probably gonna do a game. I'm like, right, we'll see. Tone, they got the black turtlenecks on and everything. And it's like, true. like real cornballs. Dude, they just be doing the most extra shit. It's like, it was AEW shit going left. Like it's a company that exists and everything, but you know, like, it's, come on, man, Democratic Party. That's why I put Kamala was all elite that day when she got the nomination. Because that's all they is. They're not really committed. You know what I mean? <laughs> Democratic Party of Wrestling, AEW. With some Republican elements also. But it's all the same shit. Yeah. All right, man. Oh. <sighs> Oh shit! I figured I don't. I didn't know where I wanted to take it, but I know where I'm gonna take it now, man. Mm-hmm. I, uh, take it to the people. Shit, where shit at? All right, let's go. On this strip of bitch, she from Kanker, she just called a clock with a rule of clip. What don't play with what don't play with me? Met her at the spot, you know I had good, no ass, no. So I bust some dope and took her to the office. Get her out from this strip of bitch, she from Kanker, she just called a clock with a rule of clip. What don't play with me? What don't play with me? Met her at the spot, you know I had good, she had no. So I bust some dope and took her to the office. She don't let that pop, say she left her first in nature. You know I'm a player, we can go that first, I'll go that first. For the plus spot, she live by the park, it's getting dark. My clock on my lap, I'm just thinking some. I'm gonna let that Mac fly there like my nigga dope. I'm gonna let this Mac fly with this one, hold on. I say I'm gonna let it, all right, come on. All right. Box, box, box.
Got a drop on this flexing nigga. He from Tennessee. I had a thought. She be with this shit. She told me wavy. I say for sure. Baby, let me know if you wanna eat. She like Vaughn. You already know. Just put your girl on fleet. I'm like, cool. I can do that, boo. What you want? Some shoes? Jimmy Choo. What a handbag, too. Red up, baby. Blue. She gets a smile. She ain't used to this. Cause she ain't used to shit. I'm just laughing. Could have been a pimp. The way I move my lips. I be speeding. Could have been a driver. The way I push the whip. You a hoe. Could have been a bitch. The way you throw a bitch. But fuck that. Right back to the script. Cause this a major lick. He got bricks. Plus his neck and ice. And it matches Rick. Now it's like six. Told her hit his phone. All right, all right, all right, all right. Well, Lorenzo, how we sounding out there, brother? Perfect. Perfecto. All right. Let's get into the proceedings this evening. My mic sounds nice. Check one. My mic sounds nice. Check two. All right. Let's get into this shit. Ladies and gentlemen. He, him, she, her, they, them, y'all. Welcome to another edition, another episode of the Self-Control Podcast, where the energy never dies and the energy never lies. I'm your boy, Naj. And I'm here with my brother, Lorenzo. Y'all know what it is, man. Um, and before we even start this, man, we must give a rest in peace to the young king. From Old Block, King Vaughn, who was tragically gunned down a couple of days ago. Um, yeah, man, tragically murdered in, in Atlanta. And uh, who? It, it, it's crazy, man, because a lot of people passed away. This, um, a lot of people have passed away. King Vaughn has, excuse me, King Vaughn has passed away. Um, who else? Who else passed away, bro? I feel like we we missing somebody. Am I missing somebody? When it comes to this situation, for me, like I mean, this is you know, a lot of people. You know, we talked about Chadwick, talked about you know, they, you, yeah. know you know, coming in twos, threes. But another person that comes to mind with this news of King Von, I think about FPG Duck. Um, yeah, and it's more details. To why that comes to my particular mind when this situation comes up. Won't get into it right now, but yeah, it's been a lot of daily departed. People, oh man. People. How yeah, could I, I mean, forget the big homie, the legend, game show legend, Mr. Alex Trebek from Jeopardy? He is no longer here with us. He lost his. No, he didn't lose his fight, he won. Um, I, every time I think about that, I think because I, I saw somebody say he lost his battle with cancer, I think about that, uh, that Stuart Scott quote, or excuse me, Stuart Scott quote from his SB win, you know, where he was saying, you, you don't lose your fight, you know, you, you move on. Um, so yeah, man, right. thoughts and prayers are with. King Vaughn's family. Our thoughts and prayers to the Trebek family. Um, yeah, man. It, I, I really didn't know a lot about King Vaughn. I, I knew a couple songs. I knew that he was becoming something. 
Um, I knew that he was he was doing something, and uh, he was on his way, man. All those guys from Chicago, and I think um, I don't know if we were talking about this whether we were offline talking about it. I don't know where we were, um, or maybe I was talking to somebody else. But you know, these guys in in these areas of Chicago, like they left, like Dirk left, Vaughn left, Keith left. You know, you know they left these the, you know where they were, and they still got gunned down. Still. Um, and it's a shame it had to happen how it happened. Uh, you know, you leave that life behind you in Chicago thinking, you know, you'll be all right in Atlanta. Nah. Uh, the quote that I was meaning to, that I was, that I misquoted was when you die, it does not mean you lose the cancer. You beat cancer by how you live, why you live, and in the manner in which you live. That is the quote. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, rest in peace to Scott. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Rest in peace to King Vaughn. Um, our thoughts and prayers are with the families. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, it feels like since this show has started, we, we've had to start it on bad notes. But, you know, we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate their life, man. Um, do you have any favorite Jeopardy memories? Man, not not really in particular. I remember that one guy, and I think he was even from PA. He had like a long run on Jeopardy. I'm forgetting his name at the moment. But that was an interesting time. I used to enjoy a lot of the teen uh, high school episodes, um, college, uh, you know, the university challenge. Or like, but just <clears throat> Jeopardy in general has always been like, just like, you know, an evening. Like, let me just, you know, see this. I can learn real quick, or let me see what I know. You know what I mean? Um, and he just was a great host. He was, you know, gracious, real cool. You know what I'm saying? Talking to all of the contestants. I, I love the segment where he go over to them and like talk to them for talk to them for a little bit. That was yes. always my favorite about that 30 minutes. Um, and also Final Jeopardy. You know what I mean, because all the chips. You know what I mean? But yeah, Alex. He, he Alex Trebek was Jeopardy. You know what I mean? Like it's like. Bob Barker was The Price is Right. Now we have Drew Carey, who's doing an excellent job hosting that particular, you know, television show and trying to carry on the tradition of it. And I'm hearing something about Stephanopoulos from ABC probably taking Alex Trebek's spot, but we'll see. But I, just overall, Jeopardy, man, is just, is just a real bright memory, I, bright spot. I saw a couple of videos. My favorite one was the uh, where the lady was explaining nerdcore hip-hop to Alex Trebek. And he was like, what? Like, what is nerdcore? <laughs> um, another one that really tugged at the heartstrings was um, my man who said, my man from India, who said that he learned how to speak English from watching Jeopardy. Like, crazy, man. Um, right. You know, Mar um, Action Bronson, he said his family... His grandmother and grandfather, they learned uh, English from watching Martin. You know, he yeah. says it in a rhyme. My grandparents learned English watching Martin. Mm -hmm. um, Mila Kunis learned English from watching The Simpsons. You know, so this culture, man. Um, and also, 
Y'all may not know this, but Alex Trebek was going to be the host of a very short-lived game show that never really took off. And his name is still used to this day. That name, that show, was called StarCast. Just a little, the more you know. Just some of that shit. You know, the more you know. Because when I saw it, I was like, oh, shit, for real? How do you know that? So, if you were under a rock, or you just ain't give a damn, or you just ain't care, um, or you're just highly oblivious, we have a new sheriff. We have a, uh, as uh, Gerard Carmichael would say, uh, I remember the, co- the comedy special when when Duke first took over in office, he said, uh, we have a new king. But yeah, um, we have a, we got a new, a new guy in the, in the office. Um, he, he, he's not, per, he's not officially in office to like what, January, but he's the elect. So, um, y'all may have heard us very drunkenly say <laughs> through, <laughs> through our episode last week, that Joe Biden had won. We just spoke it into existence. <laughs> but yes, uh, Joe Biden did win. Yo, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, well, no, I, mean, I, I, I got, I got you later. Never mind. Okay. Uh, but yeah, very. He won very convincingly. Um, the the GOP had a three-one lead, like the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> And then Biden, and then Biden looked at the he looked at the electoral map or whatever and said, and I took that personally, <laughs> like, like like Jordan said on the last dance, and I took that personally. Right. And next thing you know, color started flipping like the price of coke going down or some shit, man. Like it, yeah. Georgia turned blue, Arizona turned blue. Philly turned blue. Shout out to Lorenzo and his peoples down there and up there in Philly, you know, leading the charge down there. Freeing people, getting people to the polls. Man, Lorenzo, you were doing it all, man. Listen, I was, man, I, listen, I've involved myself in a lot of voter registration activities over the years. I was not part of any voter registration activity this year. However, uh, Many, many people did come out. Many people came out weeks prior to the election. I don't know if everybody knows, but there were select states and also select municipalities with a certain stronghold, um, depending on how that particular city district laid out, who lives where, zip codes, and all of that stuff, who could vote early. Um, to kind of get an advantage on uh, these more valuable areas of the electorate, um, as, you, as y'all saw in the geographical map of the continent of the United States. Um, but yeah, it was, man, this place, so, you know, mind you, you know, we're coming off of June, everything that happened in June, you know, Philly was a major city, um, that had protests, boom, then we got COVID, right, yeah, but like, yeah, for sure, but I'm just trying to line up a certain chronology here, I'm thinking about, you know, Walter, right, who I was just talking about last week, and the way Philadelphia is popping up in the news in particular, like, it's, it's, oh my God, it gets annoying, because like, it's, it's almost like the city kind of gets like it's, it's like this like like whitewashing 
or like this like like I don't even really know how to explain it, but like even like the covers of our newspapers, the things that like that like the certain Philly slang that they're using to try to celebrate this moment, and it's just like a lot. It, it's 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 a lot going on. Um, yeah, but, it's a, it's a lot going on in, in the city, man. Y'all got a new coach. Y'all got Doc there or Glenn because he said he ain't mm-hmm. going by Doc no more uh, out of respect yeah. for Doctor J. Right. Y'all got the new jerseys that uh, they came out today. Allen mm-hmm. Iverson recreated the slam cover, the iconic mm-hmm. slam cover. Well, not the one with the with the afro, but the one with the braids. Yeah. The one with the afro is my favorite. Is one of my like that that and and the death row cover are my two favorite covers of yeah. all time. Oh, third, uh, Snoop's um, debut cover on Vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another one. That's another one of my one of my favorite covers as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, Philly. Also, shout out to the brother who has been recently been freed, Ant Smith. That's he has cool. been freed. You know, so listen, it don't it, it don't it, you know job's not done. Like uh, like the brother said on um. Like the brother Kobe said, job's not done yet. Yeah. Like, you know, like yeah. our favorite like our favorite revolutionary, you know, he said, the job's not done yet. Um, so yeah, we're gonna yeah. January, we're gonna see what's up, man. Duke was Duke is, you know, he holding the office hostage. He said he ain't passing no bills. He said they're gonna have to drag him out of office. He was trying to stop the count. Stop the bounce. You trying to yo, yo. Stop the bounce. Stop, stop, stop the bounce. Stop, stop the bounce. How you? <laughs> I was tweeting that last night. Listen, how do you in an election, right? Because it's funny, just the contradiction. I kind of wanted to bring this up because I was just watching this right before we started recording. Um, U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, who is basically like this, like basically political hack, right? Like this, you know you know, basically like a, a world landlord type guy, right? He used to be the director of the CIA, right? So you already know what that's about. But Trump promoted him after one year of being director of the CIA. He just was like, yeah, this boy my secretary of state. Because he, he, yes, man, he ride with it. He literally just said up on a press conference that, um, yeah, so we're going to smooth sail uh, to a Trump second term. You know what I mean? Like, we got to... Uh, you know, this this is this is America, and you know what I mean it's constitutional that we have a process. You know, the judges and everything got to overlook everything to make sure everything is cool. And you know, we'll think once we really count up all the votes that you know we'll be on our way to a second Trump uh, president. You know, second Trump term. Literally just said that about uh, an hour ago, recording this on Tuesday, November tenth. It is almost about eight o'clock in the evening, nine o'clock. This is the thing, man. I really hope that. You know, the transition and the way it goes is a one that we've seen before. I don't want to, I really, I really hope that, I, I think it's a lot of political positioning going on right now. I don't know what the stakes, you know what I mean, how, how real things might get. I'm hearing there might be some marching on Washington on November 14th. Um, so, yeah, man, they're kind of just acting like, uh, you know, that like the election wasn't won. Now, I will say in 2016, I you I didn't hear any of this from like their campaign from either side. No, I never even seen this in my life. I mean, 2000 we had some crazy shit go on, but 
this is kind of like fucking stupid. And it really just shows like how 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 ineffective this democracy really is. Right. And I don't know. It's just like in 2016, I wasn't hearing any Trump campaign people because that's the thing. He didn't have an office of president. Then. He was just Donald Trump. Nobody had the office of president. It was up for grabs. So this is definitely a political position that they're taking as, you know, the, the people that's in charge of the government that's still running it day to day. But, yeah, nobody was saying in 2016, yeah, so, like, Hillary, um, y'all might want to check that out, or we might want to check this out. We, we just want to make sure everything is good since they're saying our God, Trump, won. Yeah, let's go to the courts and let's look at things, right? Like, no, nobody said that in 2016 and 2012 when uh, Obama ran again. Nobody said, like, you know, check the count, stop it, whatever. It was just the election. And, like, whatever niggas saw on the TV, we, I mean, but this, I think it's a political position and that they're just trying to see what they could do. We got Mitch McConnell talking a lot of crazy work, too. So, yeah, man, Joe Biden is the president, of, presumptive president-elect. I'm going to just start saying that, presumptive president-elect, um, until, you know, we find out if this fool won't leave or not. But they said everybody's trying to talk him into conceding. They called the homie Jerry. They called, mm-hmm. the homie, they called the homie Jared to talk to him. Uh, Melania, but Romania, Melania, Melania, mm-hmm. Melania. She trying to talk to him, like, bruh, mm-hmm. like they talk about she planning on divorcing him after this is over. Duke said he like, trying to run it. Duke said he trying to run it back in twenty four. If he living, he, he trying to run it. He trying to run it back. Thing. He gonna, like what you gonna run on? Like he gonna he gonna be he gonna be he gonna start talking about like some crazier stuff. The Democrats will know what they gonna do. Cause I don't know how to you know the AOC thing getting dark. You know this shit, yeah. man, this shit is crazy, man. Like this shit, this shit is Ka- crazy. Kanye said he he running it back for two th- for twenty four. Yeah, yeah. I it's mean it's it's a lot. It's a lot, man. Yeah, I, man. I, you know America is uh America is not okay. So, um, everybody's had their reactions, man, from the from the speech. Pretty good speech. I, you know, I nice words, grit. It's a good intro to a CD. It's a good intro. You know, it wasn't it wasn't quite Tuscan leather. You know, but it was a it was a good it was a good intro. You know, right. when he when I. I was like, damn, how much time did this nigga spend on the intro? I was like that. Um, Kamala came out with the pantsuit, you know. Shout out to Howard. Damn AKs. Uh, you know my beef with the AKs, man. You know that shit, man. Just, it's time. Uh, yeah, man. Van Jones calling. Mary J. Blige, Beyonce. <laughs> That's what I mean. There's a lot going on. Like, what are you talking about? My man Joe Biden was running wind sprints to the to the podium. Like he was fucking Ultimate Warrior. Yo, I was I was looking like yo, who looks crazy when they doing that whole rope shake? Montez Ford or Ultimate Warrior? It's gotta be Montez Ford because the way his eyes be looking, I be like, bro, like calm the fuck down. That's just acting, he ain't even on steroids. You know what I mean? That's just chop. He just give, he just giving it to the people. You know what I mean? 
giving it to the people, man. But um, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, and then afterwards, we had to deal with the with the COVID bowl with Clemson and Notre Dame, when yeah. there was no. <laughs> um. uh, what was it like? Eight overtimes? Like it felt like the bu- it felt like that Buffalo uh, Wild Wings commercial where they just pressed the button to you know keep the game. Of- yeah, you know I'm tired of niggas doing Americans and individuals in this country. I am tired of people no selling the COVID. Like, why are y'all doing this shit? Stop <laughs> no selling the COVID. The COVID is real. Go along with it. Wear your mask. Do what you gotta do when you outside. Take your precautions and be like, just chill. Like, why I got like, like with this march in Washington? Like, stop no selling the COVID, man. That's the homie Ben, the homie Ben Carson got COVID. Ben Barson, he got that job. For, uh, and he's a doctor. Housing urban development, principal of the projects. Yeah, he a doctor and he and he fucking doing housing work. He he's, a to, su- he he's a super. He's a super. He's a super. Yo, he's a super. <laughs> Because <laughs> he used to live in the projects, that's why he the hood. Right. That's 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 the biggest. Ben Carson, Ben Barson is the biggest recipient of what you would call what you would call not the actual laws, but he's the biggest recipient of affirmative action I've ever seen in my life. Because he's touted around the hood in the way that he is, and they telling you to do better. They put on the Gifted Hands movie with Cuba Gooden Jr. I was just about to do a Cuba reference. Yeah, I mean, Cuba, Cuba look at that hammer when his, when his mom arguing with him in the kitchen, and then he grabbed that hammer and act like he about to hit his mom. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not fucking with that. Did you see that part? I haven't seen it in such a long time. I'm just Bro, like, yo. Ben Barson used to have these little issues. You know, even going, and that's a movie. I don't know if they, you know. but You don't know like, if it was dramatized? Dramatization? It dramatized. But when I saw that scene, it just gave me weird vibes about man's story. I he probably it. never, he probably never, you know, but it's like, you know what, this boy, I don't know. And the way y'all talking to me about him, it's like, it seemed a little bit respectability. Then he's in Trump's cabinet. Wow. Yeah, so it's like, you you, you know the vibes sometimes, even if you yo, don't know the vibes. Yo, man, the range of Cuba Gooden Jr. From Rod Tidwell to Ben right. Barson to OJ Simpson. <laughs> OJ is what takes the, the range. Case. The range. The OJ was a bit much. That was I'm a lot. Black. Was, I'm not I black. I'm that. OJ. I enjoyed that. And then he went OJ. And then Cuba, like, he took it, meant to acting a little bit too crazy. <laughs> Yo, he really acts like OJ right now. Everything Yo, except it, the murder. <laughs> Yo, everybody was everybody, bro. I believe you. Everybody was everybody. Yo, did you see the video of him bite, putting the phone in his mouth, biting him with the shirt over his head, and then him no. grabbing the mic? Yes. Yeah, Cuba in the club. He was, he was in the club? Yeah. <laughs> On the Wild DJ out. Oh, my God. This is before the DJ said when he talked about somebody <laughs> fucked that baby. <laughs> oh, it's from that joke. Yeah, I saw that. But I ain't know it was all that. Yo, Yo before that, he had, the tur- he had the shirt tied up like the turban or whatever, dancing. Like he was Rod Tidwell, like he was in the Pumps and the Bumps video. Yo, why <laughs> he the turf? Like, what's like, what he what's up with him? Like, what he, he took a he took right. a selfie he took a selfie with somebody and then he put the phone in his mouth and bit down on it and started. <laughs> oh, you want some 
Charlie Sheen. Like, is you are like, is he okay? Uh, seriously, because like, no, nah, Charlie, no, no, Charlie act like this, bro. Charlie, ain't no, act Charlie like was this. drawling. I'm saying this is the beginning steps. He talking about wop in a club and do that to the. This is my thing. I'm, it's been a couple stories that came out about certain actors in the last like couple months, like you know, COVID and everything. And you know, these things are like sometimes tabloidic. You don't know how real this shit is. It's like we were saying with the Ben Carson movie. But it was like a story. Oh, I, I believe about it. Depp. I believe did it about Cuba. You heard about Johnny Depp? Oh yeah, yeah. Cuba drawing. I'm talking about. Did you hear about Johnny Depp? Um, I re- I reserve all judgment from the the Johnny Depp thing because if I say anything, I'm gonna look like that. I, I side with the with the accused or whatever. But all I'm saying is that like. Mm. Something ain't right, man. Like, two, like, like we always say, two things can be true. Like, homegirl, homegirl took a shit in his bed. She punched him. Like, it's just like a lot. It's just again, it's a lot. It's, it's, like, it's a lot of it's a lot of shit, man. I'm saying, how many votes did I win? How many votes did I win this election by? A lot. Like that. Like, <laughs> like that sentiment. Is how much is going on. We clearly we what do you say? We clearly won. We clearly won. He <laughs> believes that, yeah. So it's like I that's a that's that's a lot in his mind. That the that quant the way that quantified. You think they was playing uh, a lot by twenty one and uh J. Cole and <laughs> had to be. Oh Yo, man. So bro. um after we went through all of that, we we had a a lengthy wait until because everybody was waiting, just like we waited last four years ago for Dave Chappelle to speak. Nobody wanted to react, wanted to give their reactions until Dave gave his. What did you think about his monologue on Saturday Night Live? I always think that it's a moment. You know what I mean? Like I think that when Dave speaks, um, a good chunk of the country listens because you know, it's he, he's topical. You know what I mean? I think for the most part, uh, I, again, he, he it, 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 it's, it's something that everybody, like, looks to and looks at, so, like, it's not going to really be, like, to everybody's dismay, including mine. You know what I mean? I even, I even, I even thought that about, like, the, you know, the, the little YouTube session he did around the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is very, this is very topical, very on time, and uh, very strategic, too, because it's, like, they announced the results on Saturday morning and like they just had their work cut out for them on SNL that night. You know what I mean? So I thought I, I, I thought it, you know, it served what it said. I wanna know how quickly how did they get the same like the same thing that Kamala was wearing? How did they get that to Maya Rudolph so fast? Like how did they like how did they find it? Bro, it, listen, is that it's it's Lauren Mike it's Lauren Michaels, man. He can do anything he wants. Pack, packing the mail is going, you know what I mean? And, and, and Bull said that, so you know, they do that. that that's what they do. They, yeah. they get it through. I was saying to somebody that uh, Dave Chappelle is like our black, um, has become our black George Carlin, you know? Mm-hmm. Where he's just, he just, it ain't even like he's making jokes no more. He's just talking to us. He's just telling it like it is. Um, one of the only, well, the only comic that can smoke on stage indoors, anywhere, because you're not gonna tell him he can't. <laughs> I, I think that it might be written into the contracts. 
Like, yo, I, I'm a smoke on stage. Yeah. And it's crazy because he smokes American spirits. I always thought that he was... I think he started out as a Newport guy. And then I think <laughs> yeah. he probably went down the cools or something. Because that's like how my like my grandpa, like he was a straight up Newport guy for a while. And then he like just downgraded the cools. And then he went to like he went from he went from Salem's to Cools. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Just like my mom, like I know I know like I used to know this as a kid. I knew my mom didn't have no money when she bought Paul Malls. Instead mm. of new poise. When mom had palmos in the in the ashtray, I was like, oh I can't I can't ask her for no five dollars right now. <laughs> she out here. <laughs> she stressed. She stressed. <laughs> she she got palmos. <laughs> you remember fucking Benson and Hedges? Fam. Yo, Benson and Hedges. <laughs> listen, my pop smoke listen, my mom my mom don't smoke cigarettes no more. My, my parents don't smoke cigarettes no more. It's like it was like a it was like a long thing. You know, you know black people. When I was a kid though, my mom would smoke benching and heavies up until I was like nine. Then okay. she switched. But my dad smoked new ports too, like this whole time. But in my mind, like, I like, I, like I like gendered it. No, I, I'm thinking that like the way you describe your pops, he, he, the way you describe your pops to me, it makes me feel like your pops would be smoking a Cadillac. The hundreds, the hundreds, the, oh. the Newport 100s. You already the way you describe your pops to me sometimes, I'm like, yeah, he definitely smokes the hundreds. <laughs> like, you know, talks about it, the carton. You know, you know it. You know the vibes, the cartons, yeah. yeah, man. But when my mom switched, I'm like, wait, like, so you can you can smoke Newport, like you can smoke the boy cigarettes, like she was like, what, like, because I, I never like had that conversation. It just, I just, it was what I assumed. She was like. Where people just smoke, but it's advertising. That's that's what that's what that's what that was in my mind. What I was saying, it was like, not that you know, my mom or my dad works for like Newport or Benson and Hedges. I just would see my mom with that, like with the pack, and just the way the design looked and with the woman having it. I'm like, okay, these is obvious. Shit. But I'm thinking about it like like deodorant or some shit like that. Like you know, they do men's and women deodorant. Yo, so, Newport had the strategic. Mom, I was, I was shit. Mm-hmm. Newport had the strategic marketing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like they always looked like they had a like people in the Newport posters always looked like they was having a good time killing themselves with with the cancer sticks. In them ads, it's like nobody. It's like the people who you think of that smoke Newport don't look like that at in the, like in the early nineties. Like black yuppies don't smoke, but they advertising man, the actual advertising that shit was powerful. They was on it's like, and shit. We saw, yeah, we saw cowboys from Marlboros, but we saw black people like being active and chilling with new boys. <laughs> Niggas playing five on five, like. <laughs> it's like I remember yeah. I went to my mom. I was like, "Mom, why do they? Why they? Um, is is Nike gonna sue them because they took their uh their swoosh and turned it upside down?" <laughs> my mom said, "Give me my pack." Give me my pack. Like, Don't be nice. touching these cigarettes. <laughs> Don't be touching these cigarettes. Pack this Jack cigarettes with the upside down Nike sign. Like, bro, that shit was. Cr- I used to look at that too, though. Like, yo, why they got that? You know, I never had a conversation. I'm just like, oh, that's just the, you know, that's just they, that's that's their version of they of they joint. Like, I'm like, you know, that's hilarious. Cause yo, I never had like people hardly bring this stuff up these days. 
Yo, we gotta get a self-controlled, we gotta get a self-controlled Newport pack shirt. Bro. That would be hard as fuck. Like some like some health facts on the side. They gotta be three-dimensional. Sur- like the Surgeon General? Yeah. Like, yeah! like, like do they did it? We we giving them too much. We going th- yeah, that's pre-production. Yeah, 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 that's pre that's pre-production shit. Sorry, sorry guys. Oh, you know, crap. we just just be just be freestyling sometimes, man. Um so after after Dave Chappelle's, you know, monologue, which I thought was pretty cool, um, Dave Chappelle's gonna pretty much says whatever he wants. And white people gonna eat it up because after all, he he bring James, bitch. Once after I knew once after that happened, I was a little kid watching that, but I knew like after that popped, I was like, Dave Chappelle can do whatever the fuck he wants after that. And he did. And he did. Um, yeah. So, AOC, she's going through some stuff with her party right now. She's, you know, it's some dissension. Um, and she was just saying that, like, yo, um, she feels like she's been blacklisted in the, in the party. She feels like people, you know, um, she said there's moderate Democrats who think she's a selfish, divisive bomb thrower. And wow. she's like, and she's like, yo, like, fam, like, I didn't even, she was saying that she didn't even know that she was going to run until, like, it was time for her to, like, to make a decision. And she said she's not going to know whether or not she's going to run again until, like, it's time for her to make a decision. She's like, it could go either way. She's like, I can either leave this shit alone, become a housewife and stop, come, you know, start birthing some kids, or I could just, you know, be the first woman president. Um. So, yeah, man. Um, what did you think about those comments that you know that she was saying that you know that about what the people were saying about her, her own party? I think that first of all, her dog whistle. When you're saying someone's a bomb thrower, thrower, and the reason why I said wow is because uh, um, I, I, for the last six, seven years, I've from Understand a certain type of a certain type of tradition in this country a bit right. more better. A few a few different traditions uh, in conjunction with one another. I, I would say. I feel um, you. And so when you're talking about talking about someone of an organizing background or uh, a background of working with poor people, um, and then they assume an uh, office, um, and you know based on what they're you know opinions are how to you know their their views on the public how to serve them if you say somebody's a bomb thrower you're basically trying to like um indicate that they like basically like they're a violent like supporter or better of like communism Mm. um and and this comes from a study uh a a whole thing from from the 50s called mccarthyism um i'm not sure if everyone is aware um but there was a huge movement in the United States against communism in the 50s and 60s. Um, and kind of more back to AOC. AOC isn't necessarily um, the biggest, uh, I, I would say, uh, friend of the people uh, who they look to. AOC right. definitely has some work with um, a party I'm very familiar with, known as the Democratic Socialists of America. 
Um, that's mm. kind of like her foundational party, um, which is a third party here in the United States. But a lot of times, third party candidates get siphoned into the duopoly of the Republicans and Democrats because uh, of, of, of several reasons, right? Whatever reason. Um, and so, yeah, so just that first comment, like bomb thrower, like, you know, Molotov cocktails, protests and all of that. Like we hear what these people are trying to say about these people. That was a political dog whistle made by people within the Democratic Party. Now, when we look at the history of the Democratic Party, the Democratic Party's foundation was pretty much based on racism. A lot of Confederate people were Democrats. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people that fought for this Confederate flag in the Civil War were Democrats. And I know sometimes on the other end of that, Black people like to do this thing where it's like, well, Black people were kind of Republicans first because Lincoln freed them, right? And they say like platitudes like that, that good old Whitey has taught them. Uh, in order to kind of make that case. And Martin Luther King was a Republican. And all of these, you know, all of these sentiments to kind of make it seem like why black people should be Republicans, the kind of, you know, the Candace Owens line and all of that. Right. So we have that, that the Democratic Party was factually and actually a, a racist institution, just as the Republican one was, because it's all under the guise of uh, neocolonialism anyway, because this is America, right? Um, no, you know what I mean? So that's the thing. It's like we dealing with like a whole history of stuff. Then on top of that, like the current politics of people what are like the, the more powerful people in the United States government saying about them. Um, so yeah, we kind of just dealing with like a, a, a institution that kind of came around to the black thing with JFK and, and well, excuse me, before JFK, really with FDR um, and the New Deal and all of that good stuff um, after the Great Depression. And so that's when black people started to come around to the Democrats um, when the FDR was doing the whole, you know, chicken in the pot, John. you know what I mean? That was kind of like, <laughs> A, plant, a chicken in every pot. That was like something that FDR said to kind of ensure Americans that they all would be fed. You know what I mean? American children, the whole nine. So that's kind of how black people and like brown immigrant people kind of start supporting Democrats, just like the history of it. So things kind of like change a bit over time, but they still have some of those like same seeds that were sowed early on, like they're still in that same plant. Um, so, yeah, I think that the Democratic Party is definitely, um, uh, th look, America is in a place in which it's losing its, um, found those, like, those foundational values, right? Now, earlier on this podcast, episodes ago, like, we talked about, like, you know, I kind of mentioned a couple of empires, and uh, we need to make a note that America is one, and so when its values are starting to be challenged from other values, and then, and, and, and the initial, and the initial values aren't open to like the newer ones, that can start to become a very precarious situation. Now it's all dependent upon what do the people in charge want to give up. But it's really looking like they don't want to give up anything, right? Um, and so AOC is kind of like trying to ask for more. I was, uh, I was of the opinion that the Democrats would be very supportive towards AOC. Um, but I, I can see on that that I'm wrong now because what's going on is. AOC kind of supported some right-wing stuff in Bolivia, or at least met with some right-wing uh, people in Bolivia um, mm. before this last election, and it made me, and I, and I thought that was like, you know, I think that's something that like the Democrats like, like bang with, right? But now with this crucial issues of elections and these like voting blocks that's becoming way more expensive than they ever have, because you have basically like 50-year-old, 60-year-old people that really haven't voted in 10 years, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like a second boom of the boomers, you know what I mean? A lot of them are kind of coming out of nowhere and they're voting, right? And so the Democrats are, are trying to secure those voter bases as well. Um, so when you call AOC a bomb thrower, the Democrats are still trying to like look for the people in those areas to kind of like 
who would vote for Trump or who would vote for Republicans to vote for them since they kind of still have those four American values that they don't want to let go of and these newer values that they don't want to be open to. So that's kind of why we're seeing the shift of the Democratic Party. They've always been a centrist, a centrist left party, but they're moving to the center while the Republican Party is still moving like more right. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. So Republican leaders in the party like AOC, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, all of these people. The squad. Like the squad. They all seem like they're going to be left out in the dark um, because the party, the party platform is to kind of move center because what's happening is the, the Democratic Party is valuing the vote and the opinion and the American experience of the 50, 60 year old voter who I just brought up that didn't vote in like 20 years or 10 years that probably voted for Trump. They're trying to secure their votes for like the last elections of their life. Because right now that vote is a more valuable vote to that of a 21 year old who might be voting for a first time. You know what I mean? The way they massage, the way they massage you into the election, you know what I mean? The young person, they're going to vote in like maybe 30 more elections and they probably live in this city. And so let's kind of look toward more of the people that actually value American life more so than the young person who might like AOC. What they're trying to do, they're trying to turn that American person off from AOC so they can get that white American support rather than that of like a, a black person or a gay person or a young person that's in college that's struggling with tuition, right? Um, so we're just seeing what their priorities kind of are um, at the end of the day when they're talking about some of their more progressive leaders. Also, those other people who I mentioned as well, I believe that Rashida Tlaib is Democratic Socialist of America as well, but Ilhan Omar belongs to another third party. Um, but that's how they were able to do that, because they belong to them parties and they were kind of like speaking to them issues and had that attention. And I know that all of this was a mouthful, but it's like, yeah, I, I, I just think what we're seeing now was like something I, I really didn't expect. But we didn't really like we in the dire time. They like hour by hour pass by is crucial in this political shit. So they they just making their decisions. The ruling class going uh, do their thing. So let me ask you a quick question. What is the difference between because I don't know what is the difference between dog whistling and uh, gaslighting? So the difference between dog whistling and gaslighting is gaslighting is so dog whistling is simple, just like the name, like the coded name calling that would be like a like a nod to something. Um, in which you're spinning, you, you, but you know, it's like an innuendo. You can kind of spin the public to make it seem like you're not like what you're saying, like isn't racist or isn't sexist, but like another sexist or another racist somewhere is like agreeing with you, like when you say that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, so, and most times there, you know, dog was, and it's kind of mostly the word in and of itself kind of um, sticks within the political arena uh, with politicians and when they make statements. Um, but gaslighting politicians do as well, and that's kind of more applied to like the common conversation between like people like me and you, or like people in relationship. So like we can be gaslit by the government in the way that you know when George Bush was saying certain things about Iraq that wasn't true. That that was a whole ga- like George Bush's whole presidency was a gaslighting thing. You telling us something that's going on, we can see it right in front of our faces, but you're trying to tell us it's not happening. That's gaslighting as well, and that's what the government does. But you can gaslight with like a person, you know what I mean? Like a person can be right in front of your face and you telling them like, yo, you don't really support me. I don't feel like you do. And they might be saying something like, yeah, like I, I feel like I, I feel like I do support you. Yes, I do. But they don't never really give any other like reasons to why they do. They just keep saying they do. They keep trying to make a point. That's a very simple version. But that's like simply not true. Like, well, like and, it, and it's different sayings for these things, right? That we had back in the day to quantify these things. Like, what it used to be like, 
like like spitting your face until it was raining outside and all of that little like down south shit, right? Like those those are those were like black people using colloquialisms to to basically say gaslight, and just kind of came out relatively in the last few years that coin got turned. I think like in the last decade or so. Um, but it's all types of like little sayings where like people are familiar with like the phenomenon and niggas being lied to on on a level of tears. But but like gaslighting is like the first time it was like an actual term was like applied to that. And it's and it's, and it's different things. It's relationships. It's a lot of shit, you know what I mean. Like your teacher can gaslight you, your mentor. You know what I mean. Somebody who probably got some leverage with you or somebody that you know you kind of you know got 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 some collateral with. You know what I mean. Like so it's. It's a trip. It's it's little, little words being coined today and stuff to describe these things. Okay. That okay. That's kind of no, 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 no. That's why that's why you here, man. That's why we got you. That's why we self control. We talk about these things, brother. Yeah, um, man. I want to ask you this before we go any further. Uh, uh, Cody said that in five years he plans on running for the Senate in Georgia. What do you think? He's gonna run Republican, and I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a fuck I'm a I'm a, I'm gonna I'm I'm talk about Cody like a dog in the public, depending on what he's talking about with this with this political shit. We are gonna see what he said. Let's see what he do. He probably got the money. You know what I mean? He got corporate partners. Let's see what he do. I mean, at the end of the day, like again, like I I don't know what party. I don't know who he fuck with. I I'm kind of half joking, half serious when I say that. And I know I kind of made the joke about, you know, AEW being the Democratic Party of wrestling with some Republican elements. But, yeah, man, I, I, I don't. So that's my thing. When people run for office, like, what's your qualifications? You know, like, what's, what's like, what, like, I don't know why Cody Rhodes should run for office. Like, I, I don't know. I think somebody like Jesse Ventura, I don't, again, like, even when that happened, I was like, wow, you know, sometimes you might have ideas or, you know, look at Mary, look at Mary Jacob. You know what I mean? So, I don't, I don't know. I just think that when we think about entertainment and especially when we think about people who just are in the public, you know what I mean? Like, it's a certain level of uh, charisma and a certain level of you know, reasons to why they are in the space that they're in. Charisma, talent, all of these things. And they're great things to have, essentially, right? I just get a bit concerned sometimes with the over... Um, and not, not even that it's an over-participation. I don't even want to go there. I, I just think that through the years, like, we've been in a place to where there is someone famous or notable who wants to do what I think should be public service. Um, but under this system and, 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 you know, everything like that, it's, 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 uh, kind of like, you know, it's, it's an oligarchy. You kind of become a, a landlord, a super landlord, a famous landlord. When you are a mayor, when you are a city council person, cause you're moving money around and it's a lot going on. But I often get a bit. I feel like not everybody can be uh, Jesse Ventura. Not everybody can be no, him. Right. No, that, and that's what I'm saying. I think that I think I think it's a certain certain people have a certain thing. I mean, it's a lot. You know what I mean? I think like you know like, I, and I really don't mean to laugh, but I think about when Wyclef when he went for when he ran for the, the Haitian presidency. Now, 
for me, that, that's a conversation. That's that's a bit more of like a nuanced, detailed conversation because it's about the island of Haiti. Wyclef is from there. He kind of made what he made here, went back. But then it was about how he walked it and something about like some financial crimes was happening. And it's a lot. So the initial thought, you know, the, the theory of Wyclef running for president was a great idea, probably. But in practice, not so much. Right. Um, but I just really, you know, kind of we was kind of touching on this last episode with like the cubes and the, all of this. And not that they, not that cube were fifty. Anybody said that they were running, but we 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 have a rapper in particular that say that he was running, and he did run. Um, and he said he running again. But again, it's like what what are what are the set of qualifications to you winning this? And I mean, look, we've had fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger as the governor, like we said, we've had these, you know. But it, but it's like. What it, what is the what what interests are you serving here? Because to run for office, I really want I want to be clear. I really want to be clear when I say this. When you and I think that the media does a hell of a job letting us know that like when they, when it's like when somebody running for office, like they make it seem like that like they're like they're running the show of what's going on. You know what I mean? Um, sometimes you have a calling to do it. I feel like sometimes some people just want to because they can and they're probably of a certain family or they're probably of a certain career and you know they're probably a lawyer or yeah you know i mean real shit you went to law school you went to this you went to that but when campaigns are done more than likely a lot of times someone comes to you because like you're a person fit some interest or you're a friend of that person in some type of way and this is listen this is a different type of conversation that goes on with people of another like class so like yeah i mean it's like this is like in 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 the public really don't know that so like when obama popped out run for president in 2008 they just think that he made the decision to run and obama wasn't even at the level of fame he was in 08 i mean he had some because of the democratic national convention in 04 when he made that speech but what we really seeing is like you're a person that fits an interest obama went to law school he did a certain type of work in the hood is like the resume lines up like somebody you know president of the harvard law review yeah you know i mean you ran for the state senate lost to bobby rush but still got in there yeah you know i mean chance the rapper's dad runs your campaigns yeah you know i mean like the different connection and this is before chance the rapper's dad was well this is before it was a chance the rapper right um but essentially what i'm what i'm getting at here is Let's look at Jamie Harrison, right? We talked about him on this podcast. His Jamie son was Harrison. in my yard. You know what I mean? My 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 grandma, not my grandmother, but my my aunt worked on his uh worked on his campaign. For sure. Jamie Harrison wasn't planning on being a politician. You know what I mean? Jamie Harrison was a lobbyist for the Democratic Party. You know what I mean? This is the first office he was running for and everything like that. Now, I don't know if he made a decision or if he, someone came to him or, you know, but the way it's going, Stacey Abrams, Jamie Harrison, what's the other old head name in Georgia? What a lot of these black candidates were seeing, we know that somebody that had to talk with them. You know, it's, it's because of certain things that go on because I've had a certain type of talk, but I was a kid. I was 18 and the pressure is always up for black people in general. But in these particular elections that are more like of national like significance, um, what we're seeing is like 
this, this you know, we, they talked about a blue wave and all of these things, right? Like, we're going to get a blue wave and this and that to the third. But essentially what we're saying is, like, people that have been tokenized to a degree and do have accomplishments in certain public service, political, nonprofit areas. But based on how the people look, who's in that, who's in that district, we really want to try to, like, like, really, like, stick it home to this district. So we need a black person to run. And they and, and basically you get put somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, that's how that works, because, like, a lot of people run in places where they're not even from. So that's the thing. A lot of times when celebrities are running, I feel like it's that same thing going on. But it's more at stake and it's probably an easier conversation because these celebrities, a lot of them don't have the discernment and education that these politicians do. They haven't been to law school. They haven't done the study. They haven't done the work. They're an artist who's a smart human being, who's a capable human being. I don't want to make it seem like anybody's stupid. I don't want to make, I don't want to make it seem like Kanye. You know? Yeah, because you would sound like Kanye. You're like, you haven't done the education. You ain't got the answers, Cody. People, people say that I'm smart, right? People say that Lorenzo is smart. But I'm not about to go to MIT and, like, do fucking quantum physics with niggas. That's not what Lorenzo is doing because that's not Lorenzo's field. I feel like that that's my thing. It's like you you it's it's ways to do this as this person, but a public office seems to be the answer. You know, or, or winning an election sometimes for a lot of people. So that's my thing. I don't want to make it seem like people aren't capable or that they're not whatever, whatever. That president shit is is real. Like I'm saying, like, bro, what the fuck is Kanye gonna say to Kim Jong-un? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being completely honest. No, on some yo, bro. All bullshit aside, bro. What is Kanye going to say to fucking Putin, Vladimir fucking Putin, who used to be in the fucking KGB? What is Kanye going? Kanye not winning no election no time soon. So I'm not. I'm not even there. What I'm talking about he is gonna, he gonna give him some easies. He gonna give him some easies and take him to the YCA. He take him to Cody. He gonna take him to Cody, Wyoming. He gonna play him some beats from. Don- he gonna play him some songs from Donda. And, Listen, you know, we're not leaving the Kremlin. He's gonna say no. Tell him come here. Because I'm trying. It's just for me. It's just like a lot of this shit is a dog and pony show. And I mean, a lot of it is for like to the betterment of people's lives. Their entertainment. Like I, I, I get it, man. Like I get it. And I think when you run for office, you make a lot of money. That, that is another opportunity for that too. And I don't know. I just know that. That office shit ain't no joke. Like, that running for president shit ain't no joke. Any governor, John, ain't no joke. And a lot of times, a party will grab a nigga. And not that the Democrats grab you, but in, in certain capacities, certain people with certain interests will get the public to put their eyes on you in certain ways. If you're running for office, if you're writing a book, and, and any of these things, you know what I mean? And it's really just meant to just, like, just swing the way people think to kind of get them to kind of, you know, think at the ballot box of what they support. Like I said last podcast, you know, it's it's a survey. You get a guy on stage, he say what he's going to do, you say if you like it or not, you say if you like the people he represents or not, you go to the ballot box, vote for that. Like, it's, it, you're, just seeing where the, you're just seeing what people think, you know, and uh, a celebrity could be a very influential person to kind of make someone think something that they didn't think before. A celebrity can make someone not think for themselves. We have a whole stand culture right here online every day. 
So that's what I'm saying, man. These conversations are taking place only for a certain interest to be met by a few people in this country, and they're only going to be the ones to benefit from that. I feel like Kemp definitely gave the talk to Cody. I feel like Cody has definitely done a little gauging in the offices with the people down there. We might get a hard times uh, promo when he does run. You know, he is going to use the, you know, the son of a, the grandson of a plumber. We, we might get that shit, man. We going we to we get them bars. But as a, in my thing is this, I, I, you know, with you know, the wrestling thing is interesting because I think a lot needs to be done, and that's why I kind of started more talking, talking about it in a certain capacity. I'm just curious to what Cody wants to do as a public servant or a, uh, you know, running, running, you know, Senate in Georgia, or like, you know, what, what, what do you want to do for this industry that you was born into that that seems to need a lot of regulation. So that's the thing. If, nigga, if wrestling motherfuckers want to start talking that politics shit, niggas, we can talk that. You know what I mean? Like how you know this 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 is an industry that's not regulated. You got another company on the other end, and he knows about that because he was there. That's publicly traded and all of those things. Like how are we going to meet the needs of the people? How are we going to meet the needs of these of these kids and these indies? Man? How are we going to meet the needs of these? Of the, you know what I mean? These companies of people of 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 of. Uh, non uh, cisgendered or non uh, straight sexuality representation. How are we going to get? How how are we going to get them? How are we going to get their rights? Are we going to get rights for everyone? Nick Gage said gay rights. Let's see if uh, Cody Rhodes. Said it. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see if it works out for him. So, um, all right. So we talked about AOC. We talked about this election. Before we go into anything further, so yesterday, two things happened. So, um, Kiki Palmer asked the people around six in the morning, (laughs) what do you think would happen if fruits and vegetables were free for ABC? And then, a couple hours later, Eva Longoria went on Beyonce's and Sasha Banks' internet on an interview and had the gall to say that Latina women were the real heroines of the vote. Oh, not to mention the day before that, uh, Dasha Polanco, who I love, I love you, Dasha, out here tweeting gifts of African women, you know, jumping with the, with the, you know, tribal dances and everything, talking about that's her mood when Kamala, when she saw that Kamala one. There's always something and Dennis, you know, tweets no longer found. And then uh, Eva Longoria said this whole thing and people ate her up. And then Kerry Washington comes to her defense. And I told, I, this is what I said. I said, listen, y'all can't be surprised by Kerry Washington. She was fucking on um, homeboy who killed Patrick Swayze and Ghost. Y'all knew Olivia Pope was a Republican. Why y'all fucking surprised? Yeah. And who's, and, and who's a, a big supporter of the Democratic Party. And who wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't just the niggas won. She they happy. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, she said something about the black women. Oh, it's cool, it's cool. It's cool. The Democrats want. It's Kay Rogers and she a Democrat. So, you know. It's, uh, yeah, we're... It's a lot, man. It's you know. So again, she said that. Uh, she said that her and uh, Eva, they've been in the same trenches. They fought in the same trenches. Mm-hmm. What trenches are yeah. those, Carrie? ABC Studios. Like what? Like that? <laughs> almost, almost, almost dropped my fucking phone. <laughs> almost dropped my fucking phone. <laughs> Listen. Gabrielle Solis, you know what I mean? Desperate Housewives, fucking Olivia Pope. Scandal, you know what I mean? That was Shondaland. But it's ABC Studios, man. It's it's, it's like this. But Shonda ain't do desperate, did she? Nah, that was somebody else. That was the white people. Shonda the white people, too, because she got big work for her. But I don't know who did that. Like, I'm going to have to look, like that, look that up. Excuse me. Long story short, though, like, again, that, you know, homegirl... You know what I mean? Used to be on the show. And that, you know, award shows, they probably crossed paths, a lot of dinner parties, you know what I mean? A lot of award dinners, gala, all that. SAG, you know what I mean? Screen Actors Guild type time. Listen, they probably go back, but you know, again, it's 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 you know, it's away from the people. And Y'all kind of out of touch with me. Yeah, not really. I read the tweet. I looked at the video and everything, and I said to myself, "I understand now, Tony. I understand why you did that." He said, "I understand now, Tony." (laughs) Episode title. (laughs) Like. (laughs) I put, I, I put, oh my God. I put that, what I saw here, I retweeted it. I said, we can forgive Tony Parker now. We can forgive Tony Parker now. <laughs> Remember, Bro, niggas, was, niggas was on Tony Parker said, yo, how can you cheat on Eva Longoria, Desperate Housewives? What? Oh my God. Bro. I'm sorry. Y'all can call it Cap or whatever y'all fucking want. I've never really thought that I was like, Eva Longoria, like, I she cute, but like this this the one, bro. This we choose it as the as the one. If I was a certain type of man, I make certain type of jokes. I will not. I I would. I, I I'm not doing that. I, some evil shit uh, is popping to my head. Oh, uh, you you want to get toxic? You want we can get mm-hmm. toxic? You want to get toxic? Like no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Are, are we getting toxic? <laughs> Oh, There's always man. room for us to get toxic, man. man. I mean, it can only boost the listeners. It can only boost the listeners, not bring them down. I got it. I got I got Listen, I got shout out, shout out to Denmark, because I just saw that um we got some listeners in Denmark. So shout out to Denmark, man. Yeah, shout out to a lot of the people out there in Denmark. Also, Denmark. And Singapore. And, right, and Singapore as well. But I want to shout out Denmark. You know, they listen. listen. I don't need none of the right-wingers out there listening. You know what I mean? Right now in Denmark, it's a socialist government. I hear y'all doing real well out there, the Green Party, the Socialist Party, and the Communist Party all linked up. I heard y'all won that election. Let's get the needs to the people. But hopefully, oh. it's, you know, the, the good oh, folks. 
people out there in Denmark listening to us because that's that's who we talking for. They see the vibes with the with the Panthers and all of that. So you know that's that's our. That's our that's you our think pick. they got their eye on you? You think you are gonna be like the number one draft pick, the number one socialist draft pick over there? You gonna be Lamelo Ball? Uh, I, I listen, <laughs> I, and I, listen. I was trying to. Tell, I, was I telling you about Lamelo? Was that somebody else? I don't know. But, hey man, I'm just gonna support the people, man. I ain't, I ain't on no platform. I, you know what I mean? I ain't, you know, those platforms, the political ones. You know what I mean? If shit go down, hey man, I got some ideas. But you know, that's all. Right. I feel you on that. So yeah, man. I forgive you, Tony. I understand. I understand, Tony. I'm saying people not gonna get that, but when y'all re research it and you go back and listen to this. This is gonna be your favorite line. I forgive yeah. you. I forgive you. Um. So, did you watch Full Gear? No, you was you was out in the streets, man. You was making it happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. I was. I was. I was. I was. I was tracking stuff on the timeline as best as I could. But I need to go back and watch the full show. Yo, I I, I watched the full show. I watched the full show. You know, shout out lie. to shout out to want 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 want. You know, the plug. Shout out to the plugs over there. Um, some pretty good matches. Uh, I didn't like the Hangman and Omega match. Like, I felt like we was waiting on that for a while, and it just was like kind of underwhelming for me. Especially yeah. if it's gonna be the curtain jerker. If it's gonna be the first match, like, yeah, we talking some wrestling shit right now for a second. So if it's gonna be a curtain jerker, like. Omega and fucking Hangman, like it gotta, it gotta go off, and it really didn't go off. It was kind of like slow in in in, in parts. Uh, the spurts were well, were, were really really good. What I saw when they went to like a like a little nice little rush, but nah, I wasn't I wasn't really fucking with it. Um, yo, this dude from the Dark Order, John Silver, whatever his name is, dude gotta be like five foot four. But yo, this yeah. man was like. <laughs> Yo, this man, shout out to Shotgun Shug. This man took the pockets from Orange Cassidy. Bro. You know how you pat somebody's pockets? How Shotgun Shug, you patting the nigga pockets while he rapping? Bro. My man ripped the pockets off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, listen, I heard, I heard about a situation on the street where, where that happened. It's a, it's a situation my dad had told me about it happened in North Carolina where... You know what I mean? Homie got a pocket. Had a, he had a, some bread in his pocket and it was sticking out. And he got a pocket check. He got pocket. He ripped his jean pocket off. Yeah, like it. So when I when you talking about it, it's, <laughs> it's so real. Like it, it that like that definitely happens. Also, let That's me ask you said. this question. That um, before I go any further in this review, my homeboy Morgan was saying this on Twitter th- that night, and he was saying that. He feels like uh, Orange Cassidy is being overexposed. Hmm. I'm only paraphrasing. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think he's a bit overexposed? I mean, we don't got to dive deep into it. I'm just asking. I, 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 I'm, I'm, not, I'm not inclined to disagree. I think that the Orange Cassidy... You know, it was it was what it was because of when you seen him, the amount of time, you know. Now Orange Cassidy is definitely a he's a television character. 
and that definitely does over expose him just off rip right but just thinking about what the orange cassidy thing is originally you know yes but yes but i agree but maybe this is a uh departure you know what i mean and we, this is the tv iteration of orange cassidy and you know bte and all of these good things they're trying to let th- this this new you know this 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 kind of like new vibe shine through same gimmick new vibe you know but this is what the creative is doing with it yo i feel like orange cassidy is what wwe wanted so much with two people but they're mired in controversy yeah. Matt Riddle and Enzo. Ooh. I feel Enzo, if, if if none of this stuff ever happened, nothing. And I'm I'm taking I'm listen, those those uh accusations are serious and I'm not gonna discount that for nobody. You know, even though they said he beat it or whatever, charges are serious. Yeah. I'm saying that like if these accusations never came out. Enzo could have been like that. Enzo was already like that. Yeah. Enzo had the world's palm. Um, Matt Riddle. She was like... Like how Orange Cassidy is just like a character where you almost feel like, yo, he might really act like that for real. Yeah. I feel like that about Matt Riddle, but like, it's really true. Like Matt Riddle is really like Matt Riddle. Like that nigga is like that all the time. Yeah. So it's just like these two guys, man. Um, but <laughs> right. But I don't think he's overexposed yet. But it's definitely a. I definitely have a fatigue. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. like right around it got to the 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 when they fought in the in the mimosa they had to throw each other in a mimosa. Oh man! Yeah. I was like, okay, all right, I've had enough. <laughs> Orange juice and a bit of the bubbly, like all right now, like what? <laughs> like y'all ain't getting paid from orange juice. Like what, what's what's really going on? Like is this some trading places type shit? Y'all got stocks and pork bellies and, and oranges and shit. Like what's going on? But uh, yeah, but uh, no, nah, man, fuck. Uh, what else? Was, yo, FTR against Young Bucks. I didn't like that Young Bucks won, but I understood that they got booked into a corner because they did that like that Cody shit with them. If they lose, they'll yeah. never. They can never uh, challenge for the title. And I'm like, why the fuck would y'all do that this early? Like that shit was cool for Cody, because they there's a second they're doing it. Yeah, like, like y'all dramatic ass niggas. Like, and, that, and right. I should be the one. I should be the one to talk. Are y'all on TNT? But like, do y'all know drama? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know, and I know, and I know. Eddie said that. That's a, that was Eddie Bar. But I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm bigging up my brother, bigging up my bro. You know what I mean? So, right. I'm. That's what I'm saying. I, <laughs> he, he, you know, Cody, man, he, like you said, that was good for him. He had this thing going on with the title, with this company. Cool. But like, don't do that with this. This is supposed to be when the world was supposed to rejoice. Send tweet, right? So like, 
what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what is, you know, like, be creative. Be creative, y'all. Like, everybody, I don't know. It's, can I say something? Yeah. Wrestling is very lazy right now. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this. The best shit I saw all year was Paris's bump. And that's not to Billy's, that's to Billy's credit. That's the Billy's credit. But what I'm saying is you got these million dollar companies doing the laziest creative. The laziest. And Paris's you got, bumper was a movie. Paris's like, bumper was a movie. Like, Shout out Billy Dixon. All of the popping stuff going on in the indies. Like, I'm not, I, I, the Hurt business, like, I don't, I, yeah, I want to know what's going on with, 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 with the Big Stocks brand and them. In Indiana, and you know, with 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 Lee and with 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 with, with uh, you know, with, with Jay and them out there, like it's like yeah. I'm more. I'm, 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 and, 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 Hoofa just won. Hoofa just won the, uh, the 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 strap. So it's like it's a it's a lot of good, and and that's why I'm glad that that avenue was played to a certain degree. I needed to be played up more by everyone. But where I'm at with and, you know, and, and that's that great job, everybody. But where I'm at with the the majors. And not the indies is that like everything seems so lazy. Nah, wait a minute, like, wait a minute. Even, even a Roman, even Roman, nah, Roman and them ain't lazy. Roman and Jay, Roman and Jay is is a one consistent story. I need a even, consistent. Even card. even even, even, Fiend a, even hold up, even feeling Alexa, feeling Alexa I'm, and Jay and Jay and Roman, they are carrying their respective brands. It, but should they be? That don't make it right. What I'm saying is this. We come from a certain era. I feel like wrestling has gotten really, like, this, this is the thing about wrestling. It's such Are we in our snap inverted. music phase? We're in our, our ringtone rap snap music phase right now? You know what I mean? It's an inverted industry. And I say this because when wrestling was more mainstream, it was a better product. You know how, like, mainstream products be watered down and i mean well that's what i'm was essentially the connection i'm trying to make here is that the, the main the wrestling is less of a mainstream uh, today but what we're seeing from the most profitable circles are really for the most part like that's the thing wrestling stories in the grand scheme of like a year could be like a really small window because next year you want to the next door and you're you probably you're probably forgetting about what happened last year unless somebody proves I know sometimes that's me, but I know a lot of y'all out there remember shit like it happened last year. I'm not that type of wrestling fan. I couldn't afford to be. However, what I'm noticing is, is that in the 90s and shit, even at them trash WrestleManias, like 15 that I was at. And I mean, shit, the manias of today don't really compare with me. But what I'm trying to more get at here, the week, the week, right? You travel. When you hit in these cities, motherfuckers was being pleased. And I mean, granted, now we under COVID. All of this shit is going on. Shout out to the Thunder. They got to move. Right. It's like, it's a lot of ideas popping off. But for me, like, when I'm watching WrestleMania 20, like, I mean, when I'm watching New Japan or if I'm watching, like, some matches on the collective, I'm focused. I'm looking for certain things on them products. But, like, right now when I'm looking at WWE on a week-to-week or I'm looking at AEW on a week-to-week or the, 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 the programming and with the other podcasters out there are saying it just for me it, it seems to be a really mediocre time in major professional wrestling aside from the few stories we have seen this year that we might be pleased with that we can definitely argue for and say that those things were creative i just think that the overall state of things right now in major pro wrestling are seriously mediocre and it's not as mainstream as it used to be 
You know what Dude. I mean? Like when wrestling was the most mainstream, it was the most it was the most popping. Like everything on the card was crazy. Like every like, and I mean people romanticize the attitude era, right? But I just think I, I don't. It was just it, it's a different feeling. Like it, it just it just feels a little different to me these days. I just feel like when you have a barren cupboard, you got to do what you can, and you know, and I feel like yeah. people like and I, I feel I feel like people like Roman took. Like his, you know, his little sabbatical off, and he more morphed it into this monster who we have right now. Bray Wyatt doing some good work, and he reaching down and bringing a, you know, with him. That's intriguing, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. The and story, watch it. yeah. And you, you still got the storyline with AEW with the whole is the are the elite are they. That, are they heels? Are they tweeners? What's going on with Hangman? Like, why he's standing off in the corner when they wanted strap? Like, it mm-hmm. was just, you know, what's going going on? Like, Moxley and Omega. Like, is Omega mm-hmm. gonna try to cheat? Like, what's what's going on with that? Like, it's just like it's real. Mm-hmm. It's intriguing shit, but you can't really gauge it because it's a barren cupboard and it's no crowd, and you can't. It's one thing to get from the internet, like, all right, we're doing something good, but you gotta feel that from the crowd. You gotta like, you gotta feel that shit, and I think that's just what they're missing from taking it to the top. They need that that live reaction, you know. This on the internet, this on the, this internet stuff it ain't really gonna work, you know, enough. Yeah, you know, they need to feel. They need to feel that. Yeah. Um, Moxley and Kingston. I just felt like yo, Vada and them won, and then Eddie Kingston won the strap. <laughs> <laughs> the hood was gonna rejoice. Yo, you can raise yo. Fuck it, raise taxes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so if Eddie Kingston, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I want Eddie Kingston to win the match. I. I, shout know, out to the Messiah. Before Masala. he got signed, I was saying. Shout out to the Messiah yeah. that he had on. It was. I'm just saying, this could not that ball, but he ain't got to have a chip. He don't need one. Not the, not like uh, he, he don't. He, he, he got one. He got the run. He got the magazine cover. But Mox is Mox. Mox came out at double or nothing. He had no belt. You heard that reaction. You know what I mean? That's how people still feel about him to this day. So you know, King. Yeah, let's let's give it to the, let's give it to you know what I mean. Like it's I time. do think been, I do been. think Moxley is about to drop it. He's gonna drop it to Omega. Yeah. We about to, we about to get like some heel elite type shit. Amen. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see what to see what's. I th- I'm predicting. Hangman Page is gonna join up with FTR. Something's gonna happen with that, you know. Let's let. Right. Hangman with FTR. I feel like they had so many chances to pull the trigger on Hangman, yo. Cause I like Hangman. I'm not not mad at Hangman. They should have been strapped to Roger to the Young Bull. And I think right. it's been there. It's it's been the it's Cody. Cody is like yo, see Cody. Yo, think he after, after he lost to Chris yeah, Jericho, but, it, 
after Hangman lost to Chris Jericho, it was a wrap. It was a wrap after that. Yeah. That's my thing about Jericho, bro. It's like... Uh, I think we should, like... What, what was we just saying about... Oh, I think fucking Jericho is overexposed. How about that? Because it's like... I feel like he... He's a huge fixture in the company. I don't know. It's like, you know how people feel about CM Punk? No, nah, but all, all I see is Cody. Cody on the TBS shows with Snoop in Vegas. It's because like, he, he, Cody's like a white Obama. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta, you know, he, looked good, he got blonde hair now. He got like a, I don't know, that fucking tattoo look like some fucking Proud Boy shit, some shit that like one of his sons made. Again, and, and, and like you, you cannot run as a Democrat with that tattoo. I'm sorry, but anyway, and Georgia, what? Like who you about? Again, like it's like he got to be. Yo, a Cody. Fan. Yo, That's Cody about to step out. Like, Jericho is getting nerves, bro. Like it's like again, it's, it's overcrossing to the to the to the shoot to the timeline. It's like get the fuck out of here, bro. Like you don't need to be talking about the president. Like you from fucking Alberta. Yo. The promo he gonna cut on Biden, son. <laughs> the promo he's gonna cut on the Senate on Ca- on Capitol Hill when he starts pointing like, like this. Yeah, he's gonna start pointing like this and giving it, giving his promo back. Mm-hmm. He gonna he gonna he gonna uh yeah they 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 play too much, bro. That's the thing about AW. Like you talking about the Steve Jobs shit and all that. Like they're like. <laughs> And bro, why the they're fuck trolls. do like, they're trolls. Look like the arena on South Park? Like, was that on purpose? Remember the remember the arena on South Park? Daily's yeah. place is constructed just like that. That's uh, that that was one of the creepiest things I've seen. I'm like, they, they really just like playing, right? They like they they really they they really it's like it's it's like they are Matt Stone and Trey Park. Like, it's like they they're that's who Americans strike me as like that type. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cool girl was crazy, man. Yo, <laughs> they talking about putting Big in the Hall of Fame, son. Big in the um, Rock and Roll. I believe so. You, well, you, you, you talking about? I know I, that was kind of a quick transition. We talking about. Only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace, Frank White, Notorious, Big, yes. Big, 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 or we talking about Big, okay. Yeah, Rock and Roll, absolutely. Rock Hall of Fame. So songwriting, Rock and Roll, yeah, Biggie, yes, absolutely, yes. That's oh. what that was, Biggie was a rock star. It, it, on November 7th, yeah. Uh-huh. November 7th, that's when he got inducted. Oh, he, oh, he got inducted already. God, yeah, yeah, give him that. Cause it's a lot. That life after death. I, people talk about ready to die a lot. Life after death is a call of Breezy was on. Life after death was different. Oh, you was nineteen when I have Oh, okay. That nigga was like six, six seven. Honey, you know what I mean? Like still huh? He was nineteen during Life after death? No, 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 no. You're not following me. You're not following me. Let me explain. Let me explain. I know he wasn't 19 when Life After Death came out. You know the song called Niggas Bleed, bro? Yeah. 
Oh. Shot dread in the head and all that. Yeah. When he was in Maryland. He was 19 then. Around, eight, around, that, around that time, 18, 19. So that's what I'm saying. Like, the stories of when he said, that's why he a rock and roll Hall of Famer. He wrote that. And the, you know what I mean? And the way he said it. And you know what I mean? It's like, damn, that's how you feel. But so, they profile yeah. ready to die. Hmm? They profile ready to die before life after death. Yeah. But, and, and, for, and that's the thing. Life after death, I don't know who did it. I don't know if Bill Gray kind of signed it into it when he was still living the kind of one of them. Life after death is in the Library of Congress. <laughs> this is like, go, oh shit, go figure. You know what I mean, so you know, Biggie, 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 Ben, Biggie, Ben had the attention of a greater society. You know what I mean? Like when these things happen, Kennedy Center Awards and Nobel Prize and shit, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Biggie, Biggie, been on that. I just think that sometimes they be the certain certain circles be like when Kennedy Center gave Chappelle his. It was bad timing because of all of the trend stuff, right? I feel like if you wanted to get a man the Kennedy Center Award, you should have gave it to him right after season two of the Chappelle Show. Because that, yeah, I mean, season two, season one and two of Chappelle Show was like, oh shit, like you just wrote the entire country, you know what I mean, for, for, for the for the nastiest of filth. And, you know, but we know the vibes. The nigga got offered that money and all of that. All the water then as well. Right, right, rightfully deserved for the for the for the Christopher Wallace estate in his music. So they said Dirk <laughs> Dirk bought dozens of tickets to Quando Rondo's next show, which was canceled. <laughs> oh Dirk is crazy. And I'm glad the show canceled. Because Dirk just beat a body like or beat a case right i you know i whatever but like that yo you you, you listen to one right hold on what you saying you 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 listen to one of the musical right yeah did you pete on the title track actually 20 right where he says something like I got a lot of work. I, I can call up Dirt because he pops up in the video too. And I don't know. I just remember listening to the song when the album came out, and I'm like, did he just say he could call Dirt? Like, like because you never know. Sometimes people do that Dirt thing in the line. Conway recently did it. It was like you know Dirt, but like Dirk Nowitzki, my shooter type of moniker. But he was talking about Lil Dirk. But when he said I can call up Dirt, and then when the video came out, like you saw Dirk in the video, I'm just like this guy. All of these little gang guys, they funny, man. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I heard that especially Vaughn, Dirk, those guys actually, like, they resumes and stamped and approved. Yeah. I ain't saying they not. It's just like, hey, man, like, be safe, beloved. That's all I got to say because we see, we see the results of being, you know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of stamped and approved going on. But, you know, stamped and approved. Get you some places. They get you some tickets. Yeah, you know I mean, get you a flight somewhere. You might not come back. So want, you know. You know hmm? I want to ask what you think about what Ti said about this whole thing. It was out of turn, out of pocket. He's just enough. You know what he to do? <laughs> just, just, just to make anybody mad. But see, he probably not gonna do that. But my thing is this, man. Like. 
he had to necessarily say that because he know that like like won't you, like my thing is this. Atlanta has a written, you know, you can. I'm preaching to the choir right now. Atlanta has a really like fucked up situation right now with the gentrification, just like a city like Philadelphia, right? And so, you know, I just found it interesting, right? Like, you know, Chicago, you know, shutting shit about the future stuff. You know, I, I meant to say it like that. Um, Ti now talking about y'all want to come down here and kill people. Is <laughs> is like y'all having the wrong conversation, and Walker said something. One, like, with that. What did Walker say? Walker said these niggas knew what they signed up for. And then he got into an argument with T.I. And then he deleted his, what you call it, his Instagram. Hey, man. All I know is... Listen, man, that, that, that's T.I. behavior, bro. I don't know what happened since he beat his cases or whatever or what the provision was, but uh, listen, man, I, I'll just go back to Gibbs. I remember I had seen a rapper do a spot, a commercial, for 1-800-CRIME-STOPPERS. Now, when I heard Gibbs first say that, I'm like, okay. But then I actually saw the commercial by accident, and I'm like, T.I. did Crime Stoppers? Oh, okay. That made me think you got some charges dropped. That was some service shit. I had tweeted something one time like, "Yo, Crime Stoppers would have been way better if it was actual like if it was good at stopping white collar crime that like displaced black people, or like if it was going off after landlords." I'm like, that's how you know it's some fed shit that the government made when they signed it into you know what I mean with the media shit. Because, but long story short, yeah, Ti just Ti shouldn't have said that, man. It's like so we have, you know, you're he's he essentially these is like kids like Vaughn, as much as we love ducks, as much as we love the 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 Fredos of the world, the 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 Tukas of the world, and people act like nobody loves them. Uh, what's the one boy Dirk is rapping about when Dirk has said when Dirk has said he'll still be alive right now if you niggas ain't gassing him up. And, and 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 I really should be remembering his name because that's not fair, right? Like I'm remembering the rap line. Yeah, I mean, because I'm yeah, it's just a lot, right? Like him, like a lot of these young men, I feel like they'd be really stunning in their growth, or something has occurred in their life where they wasn't able to like really continue to grow at, at the pace that you know I think is probably naturally intended or based on the. But again, man, like Chicago is like is, is is mad different, and based on them conditions, like you you, you gotta grow up fast while still having all the things to work through. And it's like you're still a kid. So if I'm just T.I. on them, like I'm speaking to that. You know what I mean? Like I'm not speak, I'm not I'm not getting in the media. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm gonna try to speak to the young black male who like Von. You know what I mean? Because T.I. was a nigga. People liked him, and he was in shootouts with niggas too. And his man got killed. So. That's where I'm at with niggas. I feel like niggas get out of touch as time goes on because you ain't got a case no more. And I'm sure he missed his man, right? And I'm sure it's still some trauma from that that he probably ain't, and which is why that man said what he said in the public. But I'm I'm in the public, I'm veering my message toward that because it's kids out here. I'm going to think about the great, because it's bigger than the individual. That's what motherfuckers need to learn. And that's why motherfuckers are so capitalistic and individualistic because they think that they're starting them with one person. 
they they yeah you know i mean they, you know they get upset and something yeah you know i mean when it's a shooting or like no this is about a larger issue this ain't about one motherfucker this is about a collective culture on how shit go and we need to address that instead of addressing the one individual now motherfuckers be doing some pretty capricious asinine shit that we gotta like really check but like when we got like three dead people and we can't have a conversation with them dead people right like we can, you can't we can't have a conversation and know why y'all were shooting at each other we got to hear about what the fucking pigs got to say about it right but then tiana come out don't give messages of encouragement they give message of messages of discouragement and that's just my particular thing. and and i expect it i'm saying I don't expect this to be out of the, you know what i mean but it's like Damn, every time something happens, you like it, again, like he's Ja Rule. Like T.I. is Ja Rule. We gotta think we got we Yeah, you know I mean he's Ja Rule. He's the real Ja Rule. That's the joke is about him. Unless and 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 that's a bar. So again, man, Chappelle show was on some real shit. And when we think about the real shit going on in this country, it's like a lot of the famous people don't want to address how it should be. They've tried, right? Like the trans stuff happened and all of that, but it happened. But when we talk about like fresh after the murder happened, you saying like I don't know, Tip. That's kind of, I don't know. I mean, if it happened anywhere else, you wouldn't be saying it like that. But because it happened in Atlanta, the way you talk about where you're from, like, you don't own Atlanta, bro. You know what I mean? So, like, This know. is what uh, Walker said. Um, Walker said that he should step back his words because they can result in him getting hurt. 50 said the same thing. About shit? Yeah, like, yo, like... Yeah. Does that sound up. like that white man shit? That sound like that white man shit, nah? That sound like that, you know what I mean, Mr. Murphy? So he was like, uh, Walker said, uh, if you was at, if he actually a street nigga like you claim to be, you should know why your message isn't right. And then he said, uh, I don't know how to put this. Hey, look, never talk down on people when you was once the same person that you was talking down on. When you was the person that was being talked down on, I don't give a fuck what the scenario is ever. And I'm talking about guys that came from the streets, not the ones that say they did. Bro, I don't care how far I get in life, I would never look down on anybody in the streets or anything they ever do in the streets because I understand the laws and lifestyles that come with it. And when you understand shit like that, a lot of things you're not supposed to talk about. You're not. Just saying. Niggas know what they signed up for. And then wow. he deleted his uh, Instagram. T.I. deleted his Instagram. No, Walker. Walker did. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, not the trouble man 31. But Dirk is, uh, he deactivated his Instagram. Asian doll. You know, everybody has. The Asian, yeah, yeah man. It's, it's nasty, man. It's not good. Because look, look, look at what it turned into. Look at the conversation niggas ended up having. Talking about some more violence. So that's why I'm saying stop addressing yourselves and address, like, and I'm not saying that, like, Waka is, like, equal to tip in this conversation. And, you know, it went where it went, right? I Whatever. Conversations get there, but talk to the youth, man. Talk to these kids out here that's looking at y'all. Talk to these kids that's looking at Von and them, that was looking at Keith. That's looking at dirt still currently. You know what I mean? Like, you know how many young bulls when, yo, dog, you know how many young bulls when Lil Dirt came out was writing OTF on shit in Philly? Ain't no fucking OTF in Philly. Now, Dirt has relationships 
with certain niggas out here, or I'll say correspondences, right? I'll just leave it at that, you know? And I don't know nobody neither, so I ain't doing that neither. But, you know what I mean? Young boys is writing OTF on their book bag to go to school. Yeah. Young boys in Philly was writing OTF on the side of their crib, if their crib was on the corner or something. Getting That's how much these kids... And Lil Dirk was like 18, 19 when what this ain't this ain't what you want came up. Or whenever the or whatever it was. Young boys write OTF on shit. Young boys writing certain letters on shit, certain numbers. You know what I mean? And so like that's how influential this shit can get. And so yeah, man, I mean, you know, it's it's nasty. Very nasty. What up, Julio? Yeah, man. And once again, like we said, thoughts and prayers out to him and his people, Dirk. All that man. Um, so Jeezy, we get we're doing a Jeezy Ti mm-hmm. thing. Um, mm-hmm. so Jeezy was on a on was on the Breakfast Club. And he said that he was trying to get Swiss to get Gucci to do a to do a versus battle. Swiss called Gucci. Gucci politely declined or said or <laughs> Jeezy said that Gucci politely declined. And then he said 10 minutes later it was set yeah. up him and tip. Listen, man, did the the streets deserve a Jeezy Gucci uh versus? Yes. After everything. Yeah, I mean, if we can get a, if we can get a, a, a bounty hunter and the culture a little bit, same, you know. But if, if we can get that, we can, we can get this one. Niggas gotta get over this, so they seem to be at in new places in life. You know what I mean? Like, people, people go and watch that shit. You know what I mean? You know how many, you know how many parts of the industry going to tune in the mainstream niggas, underground niggas. Niggas like yo, it's that's that that that's too down south. Like the whole. Why would I do a versus with you? You tried to kill me. Hey man, I had to kill them. He did. <laughs> he did, and I totally understand. I totally understand, but you know, we always talk about for the culture. How much do niggas love the culture? Niggas probably, I mean, shit. I mean, that's probably you loving yourself more than the culture, but you probably should. You know, loving your integrity, what you feel like it is, where it needs to be at, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah, man, I just, I just, I just think, you know, listen, man, my absolute is that they shot each other and sat across the table from each other, man. All types of organized criminals. I ain't saying that these niggas is cookie crumbs compared to them guys, but, you know, it's, it's, what, worst, worst, worst. First happened, that's been gotten over. You know what I mean? So, um, All I know is this, man. That was, you know, that was Gucci where he was a little big. Now you yeah. got, now you got Decepticon Gucci, like, who's shaped like fucking, like, an Adonis, like, working out every day. Like, this man might run up on you and destroy you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I know it's been a lot of been a lot of activity with Gucci and we're working out. 
Gucci's done a lot to rehab his image. Yeah. Hey, that was a lot. The, the, the Twitter shit back in the day. He has a, a good comeback. He has a good comeback story, man. He do. He do. He definitely do. One of our mind. Yeah, man. Shout out to Wap. So, uh, Gambino said he coming back. He got some stuff he want to drop. And then he said season three and season four of Atlanta that hasn't even been filmed yet saying nobody can touch it. Only the Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Only the yeah, Sopranos. Yeah, I think he's... If you can get another Gambino yeah, he's gonna wait till some shit blow over. Hold on, what you got? Some shit to address. I said I feel like we about to get another game. Be no Glover run. You know what I mean? He gonna put out that album. Atlanta will be filmed and shot, and eventually we're gonna make his way to FX. Um, I said I just feel like he's gonna come out soon. He gonna wait for some stuff to blow over though. That last um, album, because I just feel like you know he wanna. Uh, that last album should have been looked at, man. Yeah. The joint he did with 21 Savage is a vibe. Yo, he did a song with Ariana Grande and nobody knows. Really? Yes, he has a song with Ariana Grande. I should. I thought we could do that. I might see a song like that. But yeah, I mean, hey, man. You know, you feel like summer is still a vibe. When I listen to Feel Like Summer now, I still feel like it feels like so like like one of the things you play like on the last week of summer. Yeah, man. I that video. Like Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing the area on the joint. But shit, man, he gonna, he, gonna, he gonna slide back out, so. What do you think about This Is America when it drops? Man, niggas went crazy when This Is America came on. That was important. Yeah, that was, that, that's, it sat you down. Like, definitely set you the fuck down. I'm like, okay. Not so much, like, I'm not saying not so much, but, yo, the lyrics grabbed you, but the ad-libs. This man got, mo- who he got? This man got Black Boy JB doing ad-libs. Offset doing ad-libs. 21 Savage yeah. doing ad-libs. Young Thug. Yeah. That shit. It's crazy, like how so many thug niggas fuck fuck with Donald Glover. Like it's cool. Yeah, Donald Donald that bull man. I you know I'm I watch Community on a regular. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. And like I, yeah, I just I, I get my I get most of my Donald fix from that because the nigga he's a Thompson nigga. You know what I mean? But that character Troy is you know I just it, you know and, and again that show was on at a certain time in my life. But yeah, man, I, I just always knew ever since the SNL writing days. I'm like, this nigga gonna be like an anomaly. Like he gonna be on some shit with this with this industry shit, man. But 
Yeah, man. And like he used to talk about how he felt so out of place. Like, yeah. Like, yo, you went to school with Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, like all four years. <laughs> yeah. All yo, yo, bro. Like y'all was actually cool in high school. Like. <laughs> That's a uh, B down there, man. It's like everybody go to school with everybody down south and out college. Yeah, but right. like, that's what I'm saying, man. Donald Glover had a dope ass album. Like, 1238, bruh. 1238, so fucking fire. 41-26. Yeah, man. The joint he did with 21 Savage, like, people didn't... No. Yeah. They didn't respect that album. But it was a great album. Drake feels like people are gonna hate on this album like they did with Views. Right. Man, look. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, Drake got Gretzky in the OVO gear, fam. Say that say that again. Drake guy got Wayne Gretzky in the OVO gear. Oh. Yeah, Drake, 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 Drake be going in on things, man. Hey, did you see the picture? No, he's on, he's on the gram. Yeah, he's on the gram, he's on Twitter, yeah. Gretzky in the OVO. I ain't come across it yet. I'm about, to, yeah, I'm, about to, I'm about to seek it out. Wayne Gretzky, OVO. Bro. bro, this is wild, bro. This is really some shit. He said that uh, somebody w- he was on his father's live, and uh, some a fan took a moment to praise Views. Drake said uh, they hated on Views just like they will on Certified Certified Lover Boy, but it's music to evolve to. Mm, you know what? Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get back in the dark. I didn't like Views. I tell you the truth. I didn't like that album. I'll be the first nigga to tell you I ain't like views. Proud too. I'll be the first. I, and my, one of my best friends, bro, this nigga, he be maybe mad at me for how I feel about certain albums. I ain't all that crazy about shit like Blonde, right, by Frank Ocean. Like it's good, but I'm not like yeah, it's, it's not a, like a classic to me. You know what I mean? Like niggas, they be mad at me, but yeah, I'll be the first to tell you, bro. I ain't like views. However, mm-hmm. it's like it's not accurate, Integral. Is 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 and that was that and that listen that was an extension that was you know but um I was and I was in a soldier ultra guy through and through till Channel Orange came out I mean, excuse me not until Channel Orange came out when Channel Orange came out I was like still like the nostalgia ultra guy but I ca- I came to appreciate Channel Orange more I may get there with Blonde who knows it's been a little while now and I and I doubt it because that was kind of in the shorter time frame with Channel Orange but yeah it was it was you know. I guess it's about when it came out for me. I think time is time and is important, but yeah, Drake, Drake. I think he's gonna snap on this next one. I think this next one gonna be is going to be some shit. Like it's, I don't know. Like I don't know. I feel like it's it's it's. I'm interested. Songs. 
Mm-hmm. Ten songs. There you go. Take ten songs. There you go. Oh uh, man, I mean, listen. When the last time we got it done? Uh, same. Nothing was the same. What? Well, nothing was the same. Was like what? Thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, I say about sixteen songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Fifteen. Uh huh. Yeah. But yeah, man. I'm ready. I'm I'm ready for the new jersey. Like I said, the dark tape that 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 did that that did it for me a lot. Like even with even with Scorpion, I enjoy Scorpion. Cause when yep. he's rapping, I ain't got no issue with it. Mm-hmm. I fuck with Dark Lane um Dark Lane Road tapes. Yeah. I fuck with it. I'm telling you, man, time flies. That's my shit. I'm outside of the AMG, right outside. T T. Two turn baby girl, you know me. Like <laughs> that's my shit. That is my shit, man. I fucks with that song, man. D4L. Yeah. Like him future and fucking thug going stupid. Um, yeah. I'm just mad that he ain't let Chris get no burn on that song that they did with, with each other. Like, yo, he gave you first verse on on that song. Yo, you couldn't. You, he sound like he backed you up. You could have gave that man a yeah, verse. That that was on purpose. I'm being <laughs> Right, it's like yeah, nigga. So you know, we got the drone. You got first verse, but you know, I got, I got, I got, run, I got run that shit. I got to run this shit for You know, so I'm going to the school. That conversation, if it was a conversation, was probably hilarious. Well, Drake said one of them he, probably with mine neither. You know. Well, Drake said he Sorry, had to get Brown to let Breezy mm-hmm. to let him do the first verse on um, what you call it, no guidance. He had to convince him. Yeah. Got you. Oh, okay. God. Like, uh, he no, wasn't with it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I had to convince him. I had to convince the breeze. Like, yeah, let me produce you for a sec. Yeah, some, sometimes you got to convince that, that breeze. Especially when it's being. And, yeah, I mean, the person who y'all. Never mind. Let me not get messy. I'm being too messy this episode. Nah, I don't know what's happening. Cause yeah, what 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 was they thing? What was they thing? Was it was it old girl? That's really all of our old girl. Cause you know we all love. And it all comes full circle back to Tony Parker. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yes, there we go. You reminded me now. Yes, 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 yes. That's what we call long time. Just some wild times, man. The two thousands. Wild time. When niggas throwing bottles at each other in the club, man sent a bottle with a note saying, how does it feel that I'm fucking the love of your life? Right. You gotta die. You have to die. <laughs> how, does, how does that moment play out for you? One more time, my bad, bro. Somebody sends you a, you know, champagne yeah. Champagne, pause. Mm-hmm. Buckets of champagne with a note mm-hmm. inside saying, How does it feel that I'm fucking the love of your life? And y'all in the same club. He just sent that, yeah. he just sent that to you. 
You gotta put hands on ball. I don't know if I'm gonna do it that night though. Because I don't wanna mess up everybody's night. And I've messed up quite a few nights. <laughs> you messed up quite long, a few nights? Long teenage shit. Teenage shit. But as a yeah, I I'm gonna just I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy my night. Cause that's the thing about the industry, man. Like if you say to a Hold up, you broke going in now. And I don't know how this doing this bullshit today. I, I feel like I was pretty good. I'm more enjoying the month a little better. Yeah, yeah, you good. Perfect. Alright. See, that got written because it was going, it was going to stink. It was, it was supposed to hurt. You know what I mean? Um, in that situation, man, it's best to just keep enjoying your night. Cause you know, dude, gonna be cutting his beady ass eyes at you. Cause he's sending notes and champagne and shit to your joint. I just keep enjoying my night. I, I, you know what I mean. I would, I would be hitting up all guests. You know what I mean. You come wherever club they was at. We gonna drink your champagne. You know what I mean. We gonna laugh this one off. We gonna drink the champagne. You know what I mean. But I would probably circle back around to other activities later. And I'm not quite sure what those activities would be, but. In the club situation, is it's, it's not good for the guests. And it's not good for the club. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and y'all, y'all, Chris, y'all, it's, it's, it's breezy in the aisle. You know what I mean? So it's like. With Tony Parker. Y'all, y'all, pull, y'all, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> yo, how do, yo, how does Tony Parker end up in this situation? How does he end up there? Well, I remember when, the, when I, I'm like, what, what, Tony? Oh my God, why, Tony? What are you doing, Tony? Out here wilding. He said he got glass in his eye. The he sued for damages. Like nigga, you're a millionaire. Yeah, you are all a fucking- Your niggas still want that piece though. Niggas, niggas want because it's like you mess up our night. Niggas probably had plans. It is the hospital, and I mean, hey man, these celebrities like, and that's. I wonder if niggas was like paid to be there. Probably not. Probably not that night. Um, in Tony Parker's case, um, but yeah, I, sometimes you do gotta let shit chalk though. You got you got some nice talk. To be in the same VIP as Chris Brown Drake, he definitely had to pay. I don't think you just yeah. get to Tony Parker. Sorry. Bro. LaMarcus Aldridge has a better chance of sitting in between Drake and Chris Brown. DeMar DeRozan has a better shot of sitting in between Drake and Chris Brown. Fred Van Fleet. <laughs> That's my man. Yeah, oh, man. man Parker. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. We're breezy now. No, uh, uh-uh, man. No, come on, pay you. Why are you acting like that? You know you don't sit over there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh man! You know. Oh you- man! Man. man. You want to be at the big boys table. You know you don't sit over there, Tony. Who you got? Right. 
These French ass white people behind you. All right, okay. Yes. Volley vous français. I don't even know what that means. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hang out with Tony Parker. I'm in his entourage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck out of here, man. Yo, right. All right, man. So, Party Next Door gave us a little, um, a little care package with the party pack. Mm. You know, that one, that had the, you know, the infamous Kalani Freestyle that he had to rename. They had Persian rugs on there. Like, the, the Lucy's that people was really looking for. That really made Party who Party was. Or is. Um, he's talking about his one more album, man. And I'm, mm. I wouldn't have minded if he would have gave us a great album, but Party Mobile was kind of whack to me. It was some mid, like not even some high grade mid, but like, mm. some, like you don't get high, but you just like fuck, man. All right. <laughs> you know what? I need. I need. To, I go ahead. Mm-hmm. I need to give it a shot. <laughs> But yeah, man. I mean, but I'm a party fan. I don't want. Mm-hmm. I hope he puts it together. If this is gonna be his last, because the last, I'll say the last two is kind of mid. I mean, Colors Two is just Colors Two is just a vibe. Mm-hmm. Like freaking you, fam. Yeah, p- party came out snapping and then kind of no. like. Fellas, if y'all ain't put freaking you or peace of mind from Colors 2 on your playlist, when when Shorty's over, I don't know what y'all doing. Nothing. Y'all better have no on there. Y'all listen to Lil Sky and shit. We actually be putting on Persian rugs. <laughs> Days in the East. <laughs> right. All this. Oh, man. Party, party did Temple Homecoming one year. He opened for Ludacris. Interesting enough. It was like 15. And got all the bitches. And, uh, he got all the girls after that. I'm sure, I'm sure he did, bro. I'm sure he did. They was in there. I was with mine. You know what I mean? In another one, but yeah, bro, it was it was a it was a it was a good night. Was a, I, Luda and Luda, and, that was it was so different, bro. It was different because when we first heard he Luda actually replaced somebody. I don't know who it was at the moment, but it was supposed to be Party Next Door was opening at this particular show because it's several shows. Um, but this was like one of the main shows because it was at Lake Course and the same place where AW did they shit at when they came to Philly. Um, but it was like it brought out a mixture of a crowd. It brought out like old temple students and then new temples. You know what I mean? Like from back in the day and like, so it was it was a nice that that particular show was a nice little blend because we was like, yo, this about to be quite an experience. Luda and party. Well, we familiar with Luda. We familiar with party. 
here we go. It was just, you know, one of them. It was, it was like, wow, you know, but broken okay. night and all that A ludicrous concert, man. Like, niggas really, like, want to go dance to stand up, like. Yeah, I know about them. We was fried. Like, Party had did his thing already. Like, and then, you? you know, it was like, it was fun. It was real fun. I was 24. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Time fine, bro. This nigga Party, yeah. He, this shit might be his last shit. Wait a minute. Is that a form dog whistling? How you ain't gonna fuck girl on me? What'd you say? I said, is that dog whistling? How you, gonna, the verse. how you ain't gonna fuck? Uh, I'm the goddamn reason you in VIP. <laughs> you, you put that in a conversation with a certain yeah, you know what I mean? Song lyric. Yo, he said it's a dog whistling. <laughs> Yo, it's 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 getting there. Song lyrics is a trip, bro. It's a trip. Damn let you know. Oh man. Yeah. NBA back already, coming back soon, right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. I <laughs> just, I, one thing. Don't, don't leave the bubble. Don't, yeah, they get, shouldn't leave. Harden? Y'all getting Harden? I'm about to walk away from the camera like how James Harden did. You know what I mean? On the gift. That's how I'm about to walk from the camera. You know what I mean? <laughs> Walk right away, but no, it was I think if this new um guy we got in the office, y'all got, y'all hey got, man, if they could put together a good package, you know, he got who from who used to be in Houston, who got who fucked up the channel. I, who, I know, I know. <laughs> I was, I was omitting his name. Listen, I was omitting his name for a reason, but yeah, he's Yo, in there, he and so. If you can put together that package and make that case for How you almost fuck with a billion dollar bag for a league? They was, they was, they was, they, listen, bro, they've been feeding the nigga. That brother ain't starting. You know what I mean? Like, he been getting to it. He been getting to it, man. So, you know. And I need to do more, I need to do a little bit more research. On some on on, on 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 like the like like the money that the Sixers really playing with right now. I think the Sixers, I think the Sixers really playing with some money. Got no money. Y'all and, put all that money in the Horford and fucking uh, Tobias. Y'all ain't got no money. Man, this is what I'm saying. The money that's gonna be available like 2020, like 2022, 2023 season. Like what's income? Like what? You know what I mean? Because. That money definitely was invested in, right? But it's you know in sports, you know in business, it's that trap. It's like you go up, and then like you got them projections. It's like well, damn, in like two years, you know this TV deal, and you know you go. It's different things, right? Just like you know with the WWE or anything else. I I, I don't know. I but but like I said, I just want to do my research. I I I, I just want to see what's going on, what's being projected. And that's the thing. Ever since them situations was happening, it's like all right, I really the six is fine. But you know, now some homework. I just want the Phillies too, because they want some nut shit. Um, you all, yeah, this this shit is important. Pay attention. Pay attention to what, how much bread y'all sports teams is making. Stop blindly cheering for motherfuckers just because they like you know. And I'm not saying like that's not going to be a team anymore. What I'm saying is you live in that city, the taxpayer, or if you care about the people of the city that we cheer for, 
look at who they own in this shit, man. And look at where the money is going. This is important. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's about holding them accountable. It's like how you hold people accountable when you vote for them. Hold, hold these sports teams accountable, too, because they're billion-dollar industries in your hood. My owner don't give a fuck. Like, that, they, <laughs> yo, James Dolan don't give a fuck about what's going on. Yo, oh my, yo, he, yo, oh my God. James, <laughs> woo, he was a James Dolan, bro. He is, he ain't got no picks. He ain't got no picks. He don't even play guitar. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's another one. But it's like, listen, man. Is 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 the leagues? Is the leagues, and you know the money, the interest get different from year to year depending on what the situation is. Like we probably they they talk about grabbing ball. So based on what y'all did, y'all sure? In these past couple of years, y'all gonna make this back? How much? Yeah, so it's capitalism, man. Sports under capitalism. You know, you know the vibe. Well, the NFL is giving away draft picks to teams who who minority. Like, say you have a black. Offensive coordinator like in Kansas City, if he goes mm-hmm. on to be for the Atlanta Falcons next year, mm-hmm. then the Chiefs would get compensatory draft picks because of like it's like a gold star in the, for following the Andy Rooney rule. I mean, not the Andy Rooney, but the Rooney, you know, the Rooney uh, rule for hiring a coach of color. Yeah. And people are kind of tight about that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> now they're like, oh, well, now if teams don't got no picks and they need a first pick or whatever, they're going to hire a black coach. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, as you know, we are about to be in for, we are in for a serious cultural Hold up, a serious what? Based on some of these optics, like we're gonna be saying, like we might be saying more black, and what that might mean for the scope of the league, how players are going to respond to that, like, like this, like these are going to be these are going to be pretty new phenomenons we're gonna be up against in the next few years with the culture, and I really just hope people are prepared, man, and just not even prepared because I mean, you know, ain't no ain't, ain't no missile about to come through your window, not not not. Now, I'm not, I'm not even, you know, touching on some shit like that. But what I'm saying is, there's the things we're going to be saying in this country and what the industries and what the cultures that we, you know, we spend money on and that we spend time on, um, we're just going to be, ha- we just gonna be saying some new shit and we're just going to be having some new conversations. Because um, if nigga, you know, that's an, that's an important thing you just brought up. So, you know, it's, you know, new, new things is in place. So, we'll, you know, we'll see how people respond to it. Yeah, man. All right. Anything you want to talk about? Anything? I'm ready for the knee. The knee, baby. This is this is a. I, this, I, I, was, uh, I don't know. You got a need to know this where, week? Where, where, where was you at with? Oh yeah, I do got a need to know. Am I too early? No, 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 no. Let's do it. Okay. So today, uh. This week, we're, we're you know we're recording this podcast. This is the uh, second week of November. Um, during this week, uh, we kind of in the tradition that I kind of was referring to. When I say the, the tradition, I'm uh, the 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 black radical tradition or radical traditions as we know it, including Dr. King, 
you know, all of these things, right? Including, um, you know, the radical tradition, the Soviet Union, all of the worker struggles all across the world, uh, Cuba, all of that good stuff. Um, but this relates directly to the culture um, on both ends also, along with the political stuff. So we kind of turn our clocks back to 1780 in the country of Peru. I know recently we probably talked about some Bolivia stuff, some Venezuela stuff. I uh, will take it. Uh, <laughs> on the past few episodes, or episodes ago rather, um, it's a lot that has taken place on the uh, body of land that is known as South America, uh, beautiful people um, of all walks of life, of all, you know, politics, shades come from there, but we know that South America was colonized uh, by um in November of 1780, there was a there was a man. His name may sound very familiar. His name was Tupac Amaru. Um, he was an indigenous man um living in Peru. Um now we know that in South America there are it's a lot of land, right? Which means that land needs to be worked. Um he led an indigenous uprising against Spanish control um, because as you know, it's always going to be a fight against colonialism of some sort in the Western world, uh, especially in the, in the last several centuries. It's been always fight against colonialism. Um, but today, uh, which we're recording this on November 10th, uh, we, we, we celebrate him. We celebrate him this week because of what that meant for the people in Peru and then what that meant for them for years to come, right? Now, in hip-hop, pretty much one of the more, you know, people consider him to be like the greatest cultural icon that the uh, culture has seen. Um, Tupac Amaru Shakur uh, was named after this man um, by his mother, Athena Shakur, who was in the Black Panthers and also was a part of the Black Panther 21. Um, and if you look at our artwork on several episodes, um, you'll see there's a protest of, uh, as a Black Panther protest taking place. That specific protest was in protest for the Panther 21. That particular protest was in New York, uh, just to you know, let our uh, listeners know. Um, but I wanted to just, you know, real quick, talk about the Tupac Amaru Rebellion. I really want everybody to look into this story in particular, but in particular, there is an article on a uh, website called Jacobin Mag. Uh, Jacobin Magazine is a left, more, uh, you know, democratic, centrist-leaning magazine, real good education and stuff like that. It could definitely be an alternative for y'all from this Fox News stuff and all of that. Because um, they give you current news, but they also give you things from historical perspectives when there is like an anniversary date coming up, just like in November of 1780 when Tupac Amaru uh, led himself and his community against uh, the Spanish conquistadors that are trying to conquer and uh, siphon their land. And, um, you know, we have a lot of that that has been on, that's been going on in the tradition, right? You might get a person who is a revolutionary or freedom fighter, and they might name their kid a matter someone or something, right? Um, that has a certain meaning within the tradition. Um, so I just definitely want everybody to check that out. You know, the, the connection between Tupac Amaru from Peru and Tupac Amaru Shakur uh, from um, hip hop, from Baltimore, from Oakland, from Cali, from everywhere, right? Um, 
because that's the thing, you know, we, y'all know the story, you know what I mean? Um, and their stories are kind of similar in a way. I hope some people will begin to see that once they read the Tupac Amaru story. So my need to know for this week is Tupac Amaru and Peru. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. All right. Um, my need to know is... Um, It's a show that everybody's talking about right now um, on Netflix. It's pretty good. Very fascinating. I'm talking about Queen's Gambit, yo. Like, if y'all, if y'all, mm-hmm. fuck, if y'all fuck with with Chess, the game, not the battle rapper, even though he's dope as well. Um, you, you must watch this. It's about this girl who's a child prodigy, but she's, you know, she becomes addicted to tranquilizes her mom. She has an enabling mom who's also her manager. Um, she really doesn't have, you know, good people's, good social skills. You know, she turns to an alcoholic. Like, it, it's all types of things, but this girl is amazing in, in chess. You know, it's dope. The way she visualizes chess moves in her head and when she's high on when she's high on the pills, how she imagines these moves and everything, how she's, she's just sometimes two moves ahead. It's a great show. Suggest y'all check it out. Um, that's my need to know, man. That's my need to know. Definitely um, a great show. It's about eight episodes. Um, also, um, if y'all fuck with, like, I, I'm a real big, like, docu-series, documentary kind of guy. Um, and lately, like, space has just really been, like, my thing that I've just been interested in lately. If y'all want to check out the right stuff, it's, uh, um, a documentary about, like, you know, the Mercury, the first man in space, John Glenn, you know, those guys, um, Mike from Suits, he's in it, he plays John Glenn, and, like, he does a pretty damn good job, like, he's kind of bigger, like, he. Like he didn't switch like his voice around, like really good show. Um that's just if y'all in the docuseries and whatever. It's on it's on Disney Plus. So definitely check it out. Um but yeah, but mostly, mostly, mostly check out Queen's Gambit on Netflix. It's like it's still like in the top ten after like three or four weeks. But Queen's Gambit is that shit. <laughs> Thank you, my black people. So, yeah, man. Lorenzo, that's the show. Another one down, baby. This is episode 21. We are legal now, right? Yeah, you good now. Okay. Yeah, we legal. We all legal, baby. Episode 21. Feels good. Um, yeah. Shout out to everybody who's listening. Shout out to the Umbrella. Um, yo, man, give us five stars. Anything less just means that you're a hater. Um, yeah, man. Listen, share, subscribe, all that stuff, man. Tell a friend to tell a friend. You know, with the umbrella, man. 
the new death row. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for rocking with us. We appreciate you so, so much, man. And uh, like we always do at this time, man, God is the call to qualified. Qualified is the call. That is Christine Kane. My name is Dodge. My homie Lorenzo right here with me, fam. It's self-control. So just chill to the next episode. We out. Yes, sir. Unless y'all thought I was the kid. Self-control podcast. They are the new death row. Let that not be understated enough. They're bringing it all together. Bringing everybody together under the umbrella.